Welcome to another episode of uh, the Discipleship Practices podcast that we've been putting out for the summer. If you've been following along, all we're trying to do with this podcast is just jumpstart our brains and our hearts on whatever we were talking about and learning about on Sunday, because we know how it is. You know, it's just life gets complicated and noisy, and we all come together on Sunday mornings, and it's very convicting, and usually a compelling topic comes out, but then you just forget about it. And so sometimes it's nice to just have a little moment to sort of rethink that stuff, or even even maybe get even more practical, um, if possible. I have here sitting with me, Rod Van Salkema. Welcome, Rod, to the podcast. It's great to be here, Dan. Um, so glad that you're here um, because as I'm thinking about Sunday, um, there was some stuff that happened in the first service that I think actually has been a really good example of some of our heart and um, vision for why we are where we are and why we're talking to who we're talking to. And so... Um, I'd just like to hear a little mm-hmm. bit of your perspective on Eric and all that went yeah. down. Yeah, so kind of glad you're asking me about this because I did allude to it during the second service, and I don't think they knew what I was alluding to. Um, but yeah, Sunday morning, 9 o'clock service, I think is just the fruit of some of the things that happened to our church during covid where God just really strongly impressed it upon our hearts that our church needs to be a hospital. And, um, and then God led us to some very specific ways, um, particularly ministries uh, to the increasing homeless population of Grand Rapids, and where we part- partnering with Mel Trotter and the police, uh, the fire department, and even since then, um, so many other uh, charitable organizations all working together. And then this um, tapping into this need, like more and more homeless people are coming today, it was just a joy to just see the whole uh, garage um, and much of our first floor, just um, people being ministered to. So um, yeah, Sunday then is the fruit of that with Eric and he's been coming for a long time. And uh, he has a battle going on with within him that I find it ironic that that that's what we are talking about. And the table was set for just uh, I think I was even sharing personally about my own experiences in the battle. You know, my past with the future, old self with new self, and then to have uh, Eric kind of barge into our gathering uh, right during that teaching and. Um, uh, we saw, you know, just the torment in him and the hurt that he goes through. Um, That's a good point. Him. I didn't yeah. think of it like that. You you did say in some of the beginning remarks that one thing I know for sure is that we are all in a battle, right? Like <laughs> yeah, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> and so, you know, he comes in, he's, I'm, I'm looking at myself and um, our battles are different. Um, they're to a different degree. Uh, we're all fighting a battle that we can't lose in Christ. Um and yet we all need Christ, but we also need each other. So there's a collision. I think I I okay. I think fruit of 
the spirit of God at work in a community is when there is a collision of economic, like different economic groups or different racial groups or different um, ideology that are coming to the same place. I think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. and it's a sign of a good thing. Um, And I'm kind of skeptical of the places in my life where it is more monolithic and not that that's ever just outright bad, but I just think when I imagine like the marks of a church, one of the historical marks has been like an unexplainable diverse group. Like there shouldn't, this shouldn't be happening. This, but there's something that's bringing these people together and making it happen. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, if you want something monolithic, just go to the suburbs uh, for the most part. And I don't want to over-stereotype, but we're a church that's in the city. And for me, it's exciting. And Sunday morning is exciting, um, especially when I start to see uh, who's coming to Crossroads. Because of plain reading of the Gospels, I look at the people that are... um, just flocking around Jesus, who Jesus is attracting, who he's having meals with. And it's offending the, the religious establishment of his day. Um, yeah. But I've often asked, shouldn't our churches look like the ministry of Jesus? And so I feel like um, Crossroads is, is starting to step more and more into that. And so we should all just uh, celebrate you know, and I, I love moments where things are shaken up. Yes, we're going to plan. You know that. You're part of uh, the team that, that plans. We, we, we put a lot of time, thought, effort into that. But when something can shake us up, because uh, we're all sitting in these neat rows, um, like this is not um, to be something that's sterile. The kingdom of heaven is dynamic, and it's breaking in. And sometimes there will be shrieks. <laughs> and, and noise, and yeah. but that's a sign that that Christ is present. And so, yeah. I left Sunday so happy and excited, and excited about the people that I get to gather with. Excited about the teammates that I team with, and um, how everybody's just all in with just wanting the kingdom of heaven to break in and break out. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking I was there, and it made me feel really unsafe, um. I want to just encourage you to think about uh, the, you know, what, what, where does that come from, and what's the conclusion that you're going to attach to that, and yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you could think through that. The, just know this though: there are people that are devoting their time and energy to this community to um, protect. But there's also an open door that we're trying to continue to to you know to have open towards people who are just uh, all over the place, um, and so I think it's a good wake up call. If if you thought that this would be, I guess I don't want to over like I'll overthink about it, but I mean just if you thought that this church was just in a cool place and it was a trendy thing. Um, there's a little more intentionality behind it than that. Mm-hmm. I'm not against cool or trendy per se, but I think I've been a part of this church for 15 years or so, and the trend has always been 
like let's get into a place where we are we're forced to be gritty and get our hands dirty and be a part of something that is real yeah. like this is a real and a raw moment and there's other examples of why of when that's featured i mean when we have people sharing their testimony just like in the moment or just shouting out things that are on their heart. You never know. From my perspective, you never know what's going to happen there. Not There's a lot of churches that would never feature people in an off-the-cuff kind of way, you know, yeah. but there's a lot of other areas as to where there is less safe moments um, where we're all kind of feeling vulnerable, but also trusting that that is overall a good thing to experience as a community. And so... Um, yeah, so can I also just yeah. add to that? Because then there's something that I told the second service about that happened after the first service um, that I think also is just the kind of things that God is doing in our community. Um, just in light of a man being so convicted about the idols in his life. And uh, for him, his idol is a motorcycle. In fact, he told me after church... He already has a very nice motorcycle, but he was going to the dealership to buy a new motorcycle. And on Sunday, he, after the service, came up to me with great urgency and said, here are the keys to my motorcycle. And I kind of at first thought he was kind of kidding. But to make a long story short, he had to find a way home that day. Um, he, he, he He's just giving up idols. And that's in light of the plain reading of the text. You know, Paul's saying, put to death uh, that which is earthly in you. And, you know, so, you know, like I, I can sit here and talk about that. And in one sense, it's, it's encouraging to be at a church where you see God working like that. But the biggest thing I felt from that was it convicted me. Because how can I now have those keys in my pocket? <laughs> I give them to the elders, by the way, but, but those keys in my pocket and not think about the idols in my life and what am I doing about them. You almost feel like you... I like your inclination there because you feel like you have to honor that by matching it or pacing sort of yeah. with that uh, that inclination to cut it out and or, or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And so... I like that that guy gave his keys. I think, you you know, there's a lot of us that need to evaluate. Am I devoting my life and my soul towards cars or towards um, apps on my phone or things that could be deleted? Just yeah. delete it and like just try it and just see what's going to happen, you know, as you start to put things in place, which is why I'm glad that you did what you did. But I think it'll if you had gone to Sabbath, which it will come back mm -hmm. when we do that eventually is, or even just any of these discipleship practices, mm -hmm. they are yeah. protest. <laughs> yeah, that's what Sabbath is. It, yeah, it is a like an opportunity yeah. to say, yeah, no, enough is enough. Yeah, I live in this self-indulgent world. My heart can be self-indulgent, and Jesus did call us to walk a path, and it starts with these words: deny yourself. So there is a sense. And it, the crazy thing about this is that God didn't just create a spiritual world um, and say then the material world is bad. He created the whole world, and he created it for our enjoyment. And so food and um, the things that are in this world 
in and of themselves aren't bad, but they can also become such a good thing and take root in our hearts where we find too much life in them, where it can detract from us finding life in God. So in light of that, like, yeah, that sermon was first preached my own heart because I so much needed it. Um, well, I think it was time. I think your discernment was great to just have a time where we stop and evaluate why we're here. And when, when we're fixing our eyes on Christ, you're going to cast off the things that so easily entangle you. Because when you're enchanted by him, one of the things that's enchanting of Christ is that he, he went a different way. Oh, yeah. And that different way, if you want to follow him, is going to create tension and stuff in your life that you have to cut out and you have to call it what it is. And it's empowering, but he doesn't ever leave us unempowered to do that. To, he would, Jesus would never inspire you to cut out an idol and not give you the power from the same spirit that was within him to do that. And so it's an act of faith that you've been given the ability to, um, to respond to that you just have to, I guess, just partner with what yeah. that movement inside of you is. Um, and in that, in light of that, just to wrap it all up in a bow, I mean, that's that path is going to lead you to some places you never thought you, you might would have never gone, and sit in a room with people you might would have never sat in a in with, and have commonality with somebody that you should not have commonality with, and be in a relationship with someone that, by all rights, sh that relationship should have failed a long time ago, or that bridge should have never been rebuilt or that, you know, these impossible situations are made possible by the spirit of God at work inside of us. And so if, for anybody who might be listening to this, I want to encourage you and say, keep going and just know that God is not looking for a perfect community under the standards of this world. He's looking for a faithful community that he's going to continue to rise up and bring together for people who are in need um, and that we can encourage each other, whether it's if we're laying down idols or whether it's we're being a hospital for people who need a spiritual hospital. So yeah. I'm very encouraged. Yeah. Thanks, Rod, for this weekend. A joy, man. <laughs> and keep going, everybody. All right. See you next week. Mm -hmm.